my lovely bookworms, and welcome to the Reader Extraordinaire's Book Thoughts for the Soul. Um, I am standing up while I'm recording this, this time, which is kind of weird, but, um, since I film these now, I wanted, you know, to make sure that I was actually in the frame, but today's book is a very cool book. Um, I read it in probably less than a day, um, because I was craving something to just fly through because I know that I said that I was going to start doing my series. So like A Court of Thorns and Roses and Throne of Glass, but I just feel so weird about splitting them up. So I have quite a few books that I want to read and talk about before I actually do those series. So I'm trying to see how that's going to go, trying to figure out what the heck's going on, but they probably will end up having to be split up just because I have tons of books that I want to read. Um, we're still reading Prior of the Orange Tree, which is a very long book. So that's why it's April and May's book of the month, just because it is so long. It's very good, but it's, it's rather long. So I really wanted to grab something that I could fly through and that wasn't like as complicated because I flip back and forth to the map. I try to keep track of what is happening and, you know, it gets crazy. But I picked up this book called Blood Sugar by Sasha Rothschild, which is a pretty cool name. Um, and I got it off of the new release shelf, new new bookshelf, I think it's called New Release, um, at my library. And I was like, hmm, let me, let me check this out. And I unintentionally got four thrillers. Um, didn't mean to do that, but that's okay because that's my other favorite genre of book, thrillers. So I was excited about that. So Blood Sugar was the very first one that I read. I was, I don't know, something about it was like, this is the one you need to read first. So I did. And I'm going to get into it and I'm going to read what I call the people's plot, which is where I go on Goodreads and I read the general plot that you can get before I go into spoilers. Um, the blog post is up for this. I'm trying to do better and actually write blog posts right when I finish the book because I don't want there to be too much of a gap in between me reading it and then me posting it and making a podcast episode. So I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better. I really am. So Blood Sugar. This is just, ugh, it's so great. Um, do I want to tell you my rating now? No, I always do later. Don't I? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Here's the people's public plot. I could just kill you right now. It's something we've all thought at one time or another, but Ruby has actually acted on it three times to be exact. Though she may be a murderer, Ruby is not a sociopath. She's an animal-loving therapist with a thriving practice. She's felt empathy and sympathy. She's had long-lasting friendships and relationships and has a husband, Jason, whom she adores. But the homicide detectives at Miami Beach PD are not convinced of her happy marriage. When we meet Ruby, she's in a police interrogation room being accused of Jason's murder, which, ironically, is one murder that she did not commit, though her vicious mother-in-law and a scandal-obsessed public believe differently. 
As she undergoes questioning, Ruby's mind races back to all the details of her life that led her to this exact moment, and to the three dead bodies in her wake. Because though she may not have killed her husband, Ruby certainly isn't innocent. Alternating between Ruby's memories of her past crimes and her present-day fight to clear her name, Blood Sugar is a twisty, clever debut with an unforgettable protagonist who you can't help but root for. An addicting mixture of sour and sweet. It's pretty cool. Um, I just saw my mom rated it four stars, too. Cool. Um, yeah, I was actually... It's weird because sometimes when I'm reading a book and I finish it, I don't get the like the overwhelming, like, whew, sense of satisfaction feeling. So that's kind of why I gave it four stars. I wish I could give it like three and a half, but I can't on Goodreads. So I probably would say it's about three and a half. Not that it wasn't good. Um, I don't know. It kind of felt a little. No, I don't. I don't know. There was just this little. It's probably because I've been distracted that I didn't feel the oof, sense of relief when I finished it or that kind of thing. But I mean, it was, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. It didn't have that oomph that I wanted because I will say, even though they tell you that she did not do the crime, she did not kill her husband, Jason, you kind of think, mm, did she, or did she not? Like, did she really like, is this a, is this kind of something to throw you off? Like what's going on? But no, um, she really did not. He just, he just died. Um, Jason is a type 1 diabetic, and which is, you know, the condition you don't develop, you're born with it. Um, and he wears a glucose monitor that beeps when it gets too low. And Ruby usually hears it and will wake up and help him because there's, you know, sugary stuff by his desk and by his nightstand. And so it's easy to help him. But she blames herself for his murder, even though she didn't murder him. Sorry, she blames herself for his death, not his murder. Because um, he wasn't murdered. He, he literally just died. Um, she went on this, like, study of how to lengthen your telomeres by being more relaxed. Which is funny, because that actually is a study. Um, and, I mean, this book, I think, was written in... Let me check. 2022, maybe? Let me see. Yeah. 2022. So this has been, like, relatively new. So, like, we're up to date, you know. So the telomere lengthening study, which is where you go for a week and you just relax. You don't have your phone. You know, you get, like, a little bit of time to call home. And then the rest of the time you're getting pedicures, massages. You're just relaxing the whole time. And that's different for Ruby because she is such a type A, straight, tight person who doesn't know how to relax um and she doesn't want to go at first because she is not that type of person to just let go she talks about when she was in college she had the syllabus all the syllabi for all her classes like she would do her work like two months early because that's the type of person she was she just had to get everything done um and she actually becomes a therapist um and she gets her doctorate and that kind of thing. So she's very routined. And she goes on this trip. She relaxes. She comes back. And she has the best sleep ever. And she wakes up to the beeping of Jason's glucose monitor. And she realizes that no matter what she does and how she tries to give him sugar, he's already dead. 
Um, and she blames herself for going on this relaxing trip because it messed with her system. She was like, I have a system for a reason. This is why I'm, this is why I have structure and I don't do this kind of thing because something bad happens. She always has to have control in her life. And so she thinks she killed Jason. Um, but it was really just something that happens. He died of really low blood sugar because he just didn't wake up. So it's not her fault, but she feels like it is. And, you know, she's a very good therapist, actually. Um, and she's seen a therapist for a long time. So there's, you know, little bits and pieces and of things that she can talk about with her therapist and how she takes her own feelings and her own craziness of life and helps her clients with it. She's very good at what she does. But the police department obviously is like, mm, no, we think you killed him because obviously the spouse is the first person to be questioned with that kind of thing because it makes the most sense. You know, you live together and when he died, she moved everything out. Um, she put it away because she couldn't deal with it. Um, her way of dealing with grief was, I don't want to look at it. And that was different because when her dog died, she couldn't let anything go. So everyone took that as more suspicious than it really was. Um, it's just how she was grieving. And she goes through this whole process of being questioned and her best friend from college, they grew apart, but they got back together in this friendship because he's a lawyer. Um, she met him in college and they were best friends they never loved each other it was always platonic but they grew estranged because he betrayed her and you know there was this cheating drama scandal thing and he ratted her out and just stupid drama stuff of when you're growing up and you're learning things and she's like there's only one person I can call it's Roman it's my friend so they get back together um, in their friendship and he helps her out but she does get indicted and she is arrested for Jason's murder um, and they the biggest thing that they use against her or they try to use against her is the fact that three people right yes three people died with like in her vicinity and the thing was asking people in the, like, in, in the grand jury trial, like, how many people have died around you, like, in your vicinity? And everyone's like, zero. But three people. But those are really the three people that she murdered. But she's never been suspected of murdering them. She's not a murderer on trial for a murder, anything like that, other than Jason's. So, like, none of that has ever been connected to her. Because the first one was Duncan, a five-year-old boy that she drowned because he was torturing her sister. And she loved her big sister more than anything and wanted to protect her. So she drowned him because he was already struggling with the waves that kept hitting him. I think he was five. He could have been, he maybe was a little bit older. But she was in the water. So when he went under, she grabbed his ankle and pulled him under and held him under till he died. And she was never connected to that. Um, Hannah, one of her best friends, um, during one of their big partying outings, 
she brought her friends home drunk. You know, she was sober because she'd had a lot of bad experiences with drugs and alcohol. And she decided she wanted to be sober. But her best friend Hannah's father, he was going to try and rape her. And she hit him in the head with a keychain and it like made a gash and she remembered that he was deathly allergic to peanuts so she it was like around Halloween and so she grabbed and opened a pack of peanut M&Ms and put them in her mouth chewed them up and then like spit it in his mouth so by the time that he realized what was happening he was already dying of anaphylaxis and she just let it happen and so they thought that he hit his head while looking for an EpiPen. But in reality, she let him die. She killed him. But, once again, never connected to that either. And the third and final murder that she was ever, con- that she was ever part of, there was a um, client of her mentor slash, um, like, internship at a therapist's office It was the doctor's client and she called her the witch and she was always on her phone. She was awful. She was mandated to have anger management classes and it just wasn't working. She was awful. And so one day they were side by side on the sidewalk and she was in her phone as always. So Ruby decided to step off the curb early because that would make the witch think she could step off and a truck hit her and she died. So there is video of her stepping off of the curb, but it it cannot be proven that it really was like a murder. You know what I mean? So in all three of those, she was never connected to it and she never felt guilt. She never felt bad or sorry or upset about what she did ever. She was like, I guess that's, you know, the weird part about it, but I never did. So... But this is the one thing, you know, she was like, I loved my husband. I did not kill him. And I thought there was going to be like a twist at the end. But no, she really did not kill him. And they actually throw out those charges or, you know, the they throw out the charges and she gets off without a trial. She doesn't even go to trial because they were like, you can't just use circumstantial evidence because she did not murder these people. So she gets off. But she did murder the three people that they're like that they connect to her, but they can't prove she murdered them. So it was just like a, that an irrelevant piece of information just because it was circumstantial that people died around her did not mean that she murdered Jason. So law technicalities and everything, but it was really upsetting because at first it seemed like she was going to be charged and possibly um, found guilty because her housekeeper sweet sweet lady who knew her and jason's marriage and knew it was good completely assassinated her character and slandered her all over the place and ruby was like i don't understand where this is coming from but later after everything was finished it was all a plot set up by roman so that they could frame jason's mother who was awful because it was a surefire way to just make sure everybody, it was just the whole big tangle of lies that worked out in the end. Um, played a little dirty, but it wasn't anything like ridiculously major. It was just showing what Gertrude, Jason's mother was really like and that she was awful. So it was a very good book. Um, 
no, I am glad I gave it a four. I'm glad I gave it a four. Um, so I liked it and I feel like a lot of people gave it fours. There's more fours than five star reviews, but I always like to read some of the reviews. Um, there are a lot of four stars. It's mostly, it's got a 3.91 star rating. So pretty much four. But I always like to read the one star reviews because I mostly disagree with them every time just because, you know. So a lot of people, I think, what is this? Is this the one that I read on the back that? Yeah, someone, um, Stephanie Robel, author of Darling Rose Gold, said that um, it was Ruby Simon is a lot like Dexter, um, like the modern Dexter. So this person says... Thank you for the ARC um, advanced reader copy. I love no novels featuring a serial killer protagonist like Dexter who kills for a good reason. Dexter, this ain't. Um, they didn't like Ruby, but they didn't dislike her. It wasn't compelling or interesting. Um, writing style was not good. Yeah, the writing tone, the tone was pretty bland and she was characterless, sort of like lacking vitality, but... She, I think it was because, I, and I, it had to be on purpose because it's the type of personality that Ruby is. She's just straightforward, blunt type of person. And she does not have any of the crazy emotions of guilt for killing people. You know, she's been up and down and had love and fun and, but the guilt of the murder isn't there. And I think that's what's different is there's no, it's just devoid of guilt um someone said childish and unrealistic um there's a long review zero um plethora of issues murder's okay as long as there is a revenge motive um yeah I get this is fiction, but at least Google what confidentiality covers and what it doesn't in a therapeutic setting. Too much misinformation for me to handle. I mean, obviously, if you confess to killing someone, they do have to report you. Um, meh. When this novel started with a five-year-old methodically committing murder, I thought, cool, an unreliable narrator. That's an interesting approach. Real, let me assure you that was not the case. Ruby is perfect in basically every way except her oopsie murders, always justified in her mind, and the fact that she's only a seven. She calls her face plain at one point, but then proceeds to have no trouble with sex and dating. Her narration is obnoxiously narcissistic, narcissistic, and the sentence, I would be cancelled, is written without irony. Hard pass, dullest serial killer book ever. Writing a stale premise, overdone, and cliches abundant. Gave up around 50%. Gave up around 60% incredibly hard to get through nothing particularly sticked out stuck sticked out to me oh stuck out to me that's ruby they found her selfish unreasonably high opinion of herself i don't think she i don't think she judged other people she's a therapist she reads other people and then tries to help them but i don't think she judges them i mean we all judge people but you know a lot of people dnf'd it this might be the most boring thriller I've read. I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a thriller either. Yeah. 
there were the tone was kind of off sometimes but i thought the whole i really liked ruby's character to be honest um i thought that it was cool and a lot of people were comparing it to dexter and i think that might be your problem but i do want to read dexter i've never read it before um so maybe that's on my list too going to get through these um i'm starting reading game of thrones again and getting back into that world um because i'm watching house of dragon and i've realized that i don't need to just wait to read the stuff before i watch the tv i can do it both and enjoy it so i'm working against my own type a personality um but i got a kindle um a Kindle Paperwhite because I am tired of my clunky, I love my iPad, but I don't like using my iPad for reading because it's big and the Kindle Paperwhite is like 6.8 inches and it's just so cute. And I got the agave green and I've got stickers coming because I got a clear case because I wanted to see that cute green in a pop socket and like, you know, I'm outfitting it like a reader does. So I think, and like, I'm excited because I wanted to read it on the beach and that kind of thing and just have something just for books because I don't use my iPad to read um, anymore. I used to with my iPad mini, but I prefer the Kindle. I just use it to watch TV and write lesson plans on for my iPad, you know, other iPad-y things that you're supposed to do. <laughs> but um, I think that's what's going to be coming up is I'm going to do those thrillers. I'm going to get into <clears throat> Dexter. We'll start a new series. Um, so currently I'm doing four series now, Throne of Glass, Court of Thorns and Roses, um, the George R. R. Martin universe, um, the Song of Ice and Fire, and Dexter, because I'm going to start reading those. So that's four series and Private Orange Tree, but it's technically only a duology, so I don't count it, but five. So I know I always ask you guys for suggestions, but this time I'm not asking you for suggestions because I have a ridiculously long TBR list that I need to get my butt in gear and I'm just coming up on being a first year teacher. Woohoo. Um, I know that I've mentioned to you guys before that I've had a busy, busy life lately because I've been a full-time substitute at my high school. Um, I've been there since March and I've been teaching these kids. I've been a teacher to them. So I have been teaching. It's basically been like a student teaching crash course because I'm getting my alternate certification um, in secondary ed to teach 7th through 12th grade, um, which is like my favorite target area because I love middle school and I love high school for different reasons. Um, so it's been a crash course of student teaching coming in in the middle of the year and, you know, going, going full steam. But I got my first official contracted job. Um, that I'm starting in August, I will be the seventh grade ELA teacher, English language arts teacher, at um, a school here where I live. So I'm really excited. Um, and you guys are more than welcome to check out a Amazon wish list that I have. Um, you are not obligated to buy anything. Please don't feel like you are. Um, if you just want to look, see what I have. Um, obviously, I'm an English teacher, so I want my own personal library. Um, we have a library at the school, obviously, but there's something about having a personal library for my kids um, that just makes me feel good. Uh, and there are books that I've wanted to, so, you know, both is great. But even more importantly than the books, I know that sounds crazy, right? Those are 
kind of secondary on my list because I still have a lot of classroom decoration stuff that I need to get and other classroom supplies before I start building my library because that's kind of secondary because I have I need the other stuff first you know there is a library they can go read with but and you know my curriculum is provided to me so I'm okay in that regard but I just need some classroom supplies and after this job ends on June 1st since I'm not contracted and not getting paid 12 months out of the year um I will be three months without pay. So I'm hoping to get some, you know, little odd jobs here and there in the summer and prepare for my kids to because I'm starting back in July. Um, so it's going to be real tight. I got to pay bills first before I can buy anything. But if you just want to look, that's cool. Um, I've got a lot of cute stuff on there. My room is going to be 70s themed. Um, I'm already really proud of it. I've already gotten a couple things um, because my grandparents are awesome and they're just like, oh my god, you're a teacher and we want to help you. And I was like, oh, please don't do that if you don't, you don't have to do that. Um, but they were like, no, 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 we want to. So um, it's been good. But I'm really excited and I am trying to get back in a groove of, like I said, this has been headfirst into the teaching world so far. Um, it's been crazy trying to adjust to a teacher schedule. Um and, you know, I don't have curriculum because I technically came in as a substitute and I'm having to find out all this kind of stuff. So it's just been crazy. But I'm starting the year off with curriculum and I can't wait to plan more content for you guys and keep reading my personal stuff because I've been on a little bit of a reading slump. But we're going to finish Prior of the Orange Tree. I'm going to start Dexter. We've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up and I can't wait for the future of what this is going to be. Um, and check out the YouTube channel that I have. Um, it is linked on the website. And I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So check me out. Have a great time with me. Thank you always for joining on Thursdays. I appreciate you guys being here with me. And I will see you all next week. Bye, guys.